Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dog Lucy. Together we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs whose work is inspired by their dogs. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Today you'll learn from a New York City pet photographer about her top tips on capturing great photos of your dog her favorite dog-friendly parks and businesses in New York City, and you'll also hear about how her boxer adjusted to life in the big city after their move up from Pittsburgh. It's a pretty funny story. I think you're going to want to listen. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Mixbook. Mixbook makes creating beautiful photo products easy. With its powerful design editor, you can transform what matters most to you into one-of-a-kind photo products. Combining endless customization with beautiful design, Mixbook allows you to create something that truly reflects your personal style. With its collection of on-trend designer themes and unique templates, you're sure to find a design that you'll love. Or you can create your own. Start your project today at Mixbook.com. Milla Chapel of Real Happy Dogs is a documentary dog photographer based in the East Village who specializes in day-in-the-life sessions of dogs and the people who love them. As a personal project, Milla works with local rescue groups to photograph and share success stories of rescued dogs in order to raise awareness about the importance of adopting senior, handicapped, and abused animals. Hi, Milla. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, actually, we met in Pittsburgh many years yep. ago, um, <laughs> so it's great to reconnect. It is. It really is. It's It's been a while, and we miss Pittsburgh so much, Aww. but yeah, it is. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So why don't we just dive right in and tell us how you got started photographing and sharing rescue stories? Sure. Before I was specifically sharing rescue stories, I started doing dog photography kind of as an offshoot of my, at the time I was doing wedding photography and a lot of engagement sessions and people would often bring their dogs to their engagement sessions. And I realized through doing that, how much fun it was having dogs as part of, um, as part of these sessions. So I started kind of an offshoot of that, um, years ago called real happy dogs. And then as I photographed stories of or or kind of day in the life type stories of all different types of people and their dogs, I realized that I loved hearing the backstory of how they, you know, how their dog came to be part of their family. And, and through those stories, I kind of, um, stumbled across some really unique, interesting adoption stories of dogs that had come from hard backgrounds and had this amazing, you know, happy life now. So it was kind of a string of events to, to land me where I am now, where I, I do a combination of both day in the life stories for all different types of people and their dogs, but then I, I love on the side, kind of as a personal project, um, seeking out particularly interesting rescue stories and um, photographing and writing those stories. So, um, so it's been a process to get here, but it's it's really fun and I'm thankful for it. Yeah, it's really inspiring. You've definitely made a name for yourself. I think a lot of people know about your account on Instagram and recognize the name real happy dogs is just something that you want to be involved in (laughs) thank you it's very fun I I have enjoyed the community that Instagram has brought into 
my work and my life. It's I've met some wonderful people through it, as as you can relate to, I'm sure. Yeah. Actually, we met through we met through social media too, I believe. So it was probably like um, MySpace or something because we <laughs> met a long time ago. <laughs> so it, it has been a really a really great community. Yeah. So tell us, like, what is the difference when you do a day in the life session for? a family and their pets or a person and their pets. What's the difference between when you do that and when you do a rescue story? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, a day in the life session is basically where I go to a family, a person or a family's home and kind of follow them through their normal routine. So I stay a bit longer. It's a more of a, I want to capture a holistic view of what the family life looks like. So sometimes it's just a person and their dog. Sometimes it's a whole family and their dog. Um, we, we hang out at home for a while. We go for a walk around the neighborhood. It really, my, my goal is to just capture the essence of the family and their pet in this particular stage of life. And rescue stories are much the same. Um, but I do focus more on the pre, like what happened previously, like how they, how they found them. And so we might go to some locations that are meaningful for them, like where they, where they first picked them up to take them home. Or, you know, we might, we might incorporate a couple of things like that into their session, but it's very similar in that I want to capture where they came from and then also what their routine looks like now. So I always try to ask people, what are some of your favorite places to go with your dog? Where do you enjoy, um, you know, where do you enjoy doing outings? What are some of your favorite restaurants and dog spots? It's funny in New York city, people have places that they, <laughs> that New York city, very dog friendly. So people have places that they always take their dogs. So I just kind of tag along and take pictures of that. Um, and both, both types of sessions are very similar in that it's very storytelling, not too much posing. Um, and just really fun. Very organic. Very organic, exactly. We just we just hang out. I tell them, you just do your thing, and I'm going to hang out with you and photograph it. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, yeah, it really comes across as so natural, and I think that since people aren't like so posy in in your sessions, that it sh- really shows like the natural love that the animals and the people have together. That's what I always hope for. Yeah, that's that's what I that's my goal. That's what I always hope for. Yeah. So I want to jump back. You were talking about um, all the dog-friendly places and restaurants and stuff in New York City. Tell us about some of the best ones because I'm sure everyone wants to go there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, so there are – the funny thing about New York is there are all these outdoor spaces that are amazing. We have – great parks and so central park is wonderful for dogs there's a lot of like before 9 a.m and after 9 p.m it's completely off leash um and the riverside parks are great with dogs and um all of the small washington square all these fun kind of iconic new york spaces you can bring your dog so we do a lot of that and then um, there are restaurants and coffee shops. The Bean is a famous dog-friendly coffee shop. Mm. Many restaurants have outdoor seating where you can always bring your dog. Um, the Strand Bookstore is this really um, old, beautiful, independent bookstore, one of the oldest bookstores in the country that you can bring your dog. Um, so there are a lot of places, actually. I feel like each neighborhood has its little its little spots. And then all of the there are all of these beautiful, independent 
owned um, dog stores with, you know, quirky little um, outfits and, sure. <laughs> and all those things. So just there are a lot of places where you can kind of wander around the neighborhood and take your dog and it, and it ends up being great for photos. We did recently I did a, a um, photo session at the Standard Hotel. They have this great outdoor, it's dog friendly and they have this great outdoor space with drinks. We had mimosas and <laughs> the dog so came along. It was a really fun session and then just walked around the neighborhood. People, because I take Lucy with me all over the place and people are always asking me, you know, what's dog friendly? And I don't think people realize how many places are and hotels are, are one of the best places that if, if the hotel allows dogs, then that means you can take your dog and hang out there in the lounge. Yeah, exactly. That's right. And people don't realize, I think that if you just ask a lot of places are perfectly happy for you to bring your dog. So yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I actually learned every every neighborhood that I photograph in. I kind of learned the, the spots. I ask people <laughs> where they where they like to go and where they take their dogs. So I kind of have these little spots in each neighborhood in my mind, which is which is fun. That's really fun. So um, let's shift gears a little bit because I think that um, through your rescue work, you've also raised some money for um, dog rescue. And one of the ways you did that was running a marathon. I am currently in process. Yes. So I am training for the New York City Marathon. It's in five weeks now. Wow. (laughs) And I am, I'm raising, I've raised about 2,200 so far. Um, 3,000 is the goal. So we're getting close. Um, And yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I've, I've also helped to raise money. I ran the two years ago, I ran the half marathon in Pittsburgh and raised money as well um, for, for dog rescue in Pittsburgh. So I, I, I do enjoy um, being part of these fundraising events next weekend, I'm going to be doing Strut Your Mutt with Foster Dogs NYC and the photographer for their event. And they're raising, I would have to look at the numbers, but they are raising so like tens of thousands of dollars for dog rescue. So it's, it's great to be part of these things when I can, I'm really thankful for it. That's wonderful. So when you're, when you run the New York city marathon, which is like a serious marathon, um, <laughs> is there a particular nonprofit that you're raising money for? Yes. So this one's for the North Shore Animal League. So it's the world's largest no-kill shelter. And um, yes, all the 100% of proceeds will go directly to help um, rescue, not just dogs in this case, they they rescue all all sorts of of animals, but 100% of the money raised will go straight to them, which just feels really good. Yeah, that's great. So um, I'll put a link if people want to support you to run in it. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode. That would be amazing. Thank you. Okay, awesome. Um, So I I think that a lot of people are going to be curious to get your professional opinion about tips on capturing good photos of their dogs uh-huh. <laughs> because especially since nowadays with like we talked about Instagram yes exactly like, everyone is a pet photographer now that's right that's right <laughs> <laughs> or at least they think that they are right um, so as a professional what is like the the key the secret to capturing a really awesome photo of your dog is it the lighting or do you have to go someplace special is there like a particular treat that you like to use yeah <laughs> great questions well you take beautiful photos too so you you can probably throw in some ideas but it's, it's all about um, the treats over here I, it's that's all right. just bribery right. <laughs> absolutely always have a pocket full so that's that's tip number one <laughs> um also a few things that i think can be helpful no matter what kind of um camera you're using most people are just using their phones is um, 
is something that I always talk about when I talk about tips for photography is just being super aware of your backgrounds. So um, just watching, it, it, sometimes you don't even notice that there might be something really distracting coming up out of your dog's head or <laughs> that you might be standing in, in front of, like there might be this beautiful color wall that you can use. Um, I always, when I'm walking around, I'm noticing colorful walls and textures and things like that that I can kind of use as in photos but even in your own home just being aware of I see photos sometimes of like there's a plant growing out of your dog's head because you, <laughs> you know people don't notice things behind them so watch your backgrounds really carefully um, often you don't need to adjust your dog you can just move a few feet to the left or a few feet to the right and and totally change you know put your put that puts your dog's face in a clean background rather than something distracting that's a great um, tip because once you get your dog situated right there's you don't hard want to, to move, move them <laughs> <laughs> and so I when I do photos I, I I really rarely ask the dog to go somewhere specific I really try to um I really tried especially in someone's home I'll just kind of follow <laughs> follow a dog around and take pictures of them doing what they want but one thing that really helps is to take the same photo from different perspectives. So for example, if your dog is laying on the couch and you want to get a picture of he has a cute bone in his mouth or something, I, I will always take the picture from like kneeling right in front of the couch and then also take a few from straight above and then take a few like move to the other side of the couch and take a few. So I think sometimes what I least expect to be an interesting photo will be that last thing that I did, you know, maybe I took a few from the front, a few from the back, and then I moved to the side. And then when I look at them later, it's like, oh, that was the angle. Like, that was so interesting. So I always tell, I always, you know, encourage people just, just try, if you, if there's something going on that you like, try it from various perspectives, because sometimes you'll be surprised that you like one thing and the other one was kind of boring. So, right. Yeah. Those are great tips. I think, <laughs> yeah. And what, like when you're, when you're there, you might, I take, I know I take like a hundred photos. <laughs> Absolutely. Just in hold five, the button down. Exactly. Yeah. You never know what you're going to capture. So. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So yeah, just playing around with it and having fun. And I think also don't stress your dog out by forcing a moment to happen, but just really kind of be, you know, uh, sometimes I have seen even myself when I try to have the dog like sit in a particular way or do this particular thing, it ends up being like just a forced kind of uncomfortable thing. So just the more natural, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> totally. So do you have like a, um, a photo shoot that stands out as just being really fun where you love the pictures that came out of it and the whole thing was just a blast? Can you tell us a little bit about So there are many of them. There are many of them, but one of them that definitely comes to mind is I was fortunate enough to be connected with a dog who had been abandoned, paralyzed. This is a rescue story that I photographed last year. Um, the dog had been essentially dumped because she was paralyzed and um, just this amazing group of people came around her and brought her to, um, this kind of famous veterinary clinic in New York city called the animal medical center, where they just have the most top of the line veterinary care. And so my parents are veterinarians. That's how I, you know, grew to love dogs and was grew up around veterinary world. So this, this shoot was really interesting for me because I was actually able to go to the animal medical center and take photos of this sweet dog. This, uh, she was a pit bull. Um, her name is Amelie and 
so as she was receiving care from the animal medical center, one of the residents there took her home to foster her and he, he pulled her to and from, um, the animal clinic every day in a stroller. And, um, as he did this, he basically fell in love with his dog and long story short, the paralyzed Amelie through the care of the animal medical center regained use of her limbs. And she's just this fully functioning, beautiful pit bull that is this, she wags from head to tail. And so, um, so I photographed her story and, and went with the doctor's name is Robbie who adopted her and went with him to the animal medical center and kind of photographed her with the staff that took care of her. And it was just Every minute of it was so much fun for me. And then we walked around the city with her and her new adopted dad, Robbie. And um, it was just the story was exceptionally special. And then getting to be inside Animal Medical Center and knowing what a special group of people works there was amazing, too. So, yeah, that's one that sticks out. That's an amazing story. And good for you for featuring that because, you know, so many people, it sounds like, gave up on that on that poor pup and. Who would, who would think that she could recover from, exactly. from being paralyzed like that? That's amazing. Yeah. Now she's, now she goes to work there and <laughs> she goes to work with, with her dad and is kind of the mascot of the neurology floor there and just really special. So that's awesome it was that, class. that there's a pit bull who's the mascot of the neurology department <laughs> <laughs> <in this> office. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> I just love that. That's awesome. So, um, tell us, I know that you don't have dogs of your own right now because, um, you're to cross the rainbow bridge, um, recently, but you're a boxer mom. So tell us about, you know, what you love about boxers, about your dogs and how they inspired your life and, and inspired you to pursue your passion. Sure. So yes, we had two boxer boys. My, as I mentioned, my parents were veterinarians. And so we always grew up with dogs in our home, but my last dog before I moved out was a boxer. So I just had a very special place in my heart for them. And so when my husband and I got married, um, we adopted our first uh, boxer Tuco, And then a couple of years later got Turk. And so we've had them our whole, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, and I, I love boxers because they're just so goofy and they're so, I, they're lovable. They're, they're easygoing. I mean, lots and lots of energy. You, if you want to have a boxer, you need to really enjoy exercise because you're going to spend a lot of time. <laughs> well, my, my younger dog. sister just adopted a boxer over the Did summer she? Oh my and goodness, she great. just loves, she's in love with him completely. Yes, they're, so there's. They're just so goofy. I mean, that's what comes. That's the word that comes to mind when I think of boxers. They're just fun-loving, goofy dogs. And um, so I started doing um, photography. I had Tuco and Turk as I started doing photography, and really, they. I, I could relate to how people felt about their dogs. We we didn't have children at that time, and our dogs were absolutely one hundred percent our children, and we wanted them in our family photos. And so I really could relate to how people felt about wanting their dogs in their photos. And so I think because I knew that feeling as a dog mom, it, I could totally relate to that. And I think I could relate to what type of photos people might want. Like I wanted you know, I would think about what type of photos would I want with my dogs and I could relate that to other people. So I think just being a dog mom and our dogs being our kids for so long, I really 
um, it made me excited about providing those types of photos for other people. Um, right. and then really I, you know, they were, they were just, they brought so much life to our world and I worked from home because I was a photographer full time. So they were home with me full time and my company all day, every day. <laughs> so they got me out for walks. They kept me, you know, I just feel like when I look back on the, that, those years of working full time from home, having my two boys home with me, we had some amazing happy memories, just, um, you know, having all of those hours together. That, that was one of the reasons it was so hard to lose them was that I, I went from having full time, you know, dog, <laughs> dog company to right. none at all. So. <laughs> I know it's so hard. I can definitely relate, you know, cause our dogs aren't, don't stick around forever. So exactly. it's hard, yeah. but so, so, so you moved were... both the dogs to New York city with so you? actually, um, our first, the oldest Tuco, he passed, um, the fall before we moved. Okay. So he died in Pittsburgh. And then, so when we moved to New York city, it was just Turk. So he came with us here, made the big adjustment. How and... did he adjust? Do you have any tips if someone's oh, relocating to a new mess. city? <laughs> the Turk has moved with us so many times. We, we moved around a bunch for school and grad school, but New York was by far the hardest move because it's just so different here. There aren't, there isn't grass and yards and, um, the fun. So I actually wrote an article about this. I can send you a link to it for the, for the write up. But, um, the funniest adjustment was his learning just to go to the bathroom on the street with no grass. So we, we like to joke that Turk definitely took a poop strike for three solid days. And <laughs> <laughs> we had to really put our heads together to figure out what we were going to do about it. So this. what did you do? <laughs> Let's get well, down to we the nitty gritty to... details that we need to know. Yes, exactly. We, I literally, on the third day, I was worried about his health. Yeah. So <laughs> I loaded him up in my car, gave up my much coveted parking New York City parking <laughs> spot, and drove him out to Brooklyn to a park. <laughs> Just so he could poop. Just so that he could poop. And he definitely <laughs> did. I mean, I, I'm telling you, within three minutes of getting to the park, it was, he was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he also had other adjustments to just how small our apartment was I think he was a little depressed at first and um and he yeah, didn't not, not being able to just go outside all the time exactly in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh um previously we had a yard and a porch and so we had a lot more outdoor time but really we with time he adjusted and he was very happy here but it, it definitely took time <laughs> and there were some pretty funny adjustments and stories along the way <laughs> yeah well I, I totally can relate because I've always trained my dogs to only go number two in the grass and exactly my, my old dog Lola who I lost last year she liked a lot of privacy so she would even like oh. to be like off leash like oh. in the woods behind a tree totally. and so if she couldn't do that yeah you were kind of screwed <laughs> exactly so that you understand you feel our pain mm -hmm. it was it was not an easy transition <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he was really so he passed about a month ago and so we were in New York City with him about a year and a half and about about six months in, I feel like he really was his normal self again. He was happy and was totally fine on the streets and um, comfortable in the apartment. And we had found the dog friendly places by then, so we could really enjoy outside time with him. So he had a he had about a year of just I, I feel like really enjoying New York City. That's great. That's awesome. So now that you um, 
that you're without dog. Um, are, are you finding that you want, want to pick up more photo shoots so that you can be around dogs more or how are you getting your fill? Yeah, it's funny. I stop on the street to pester people about their dogs a lot more than I used to. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. Turf was not really dog friendly. So I, it took him a little while to warm up to other dogs. So on the street, I never really stopped to like pet other people's dogs because I always had him. So now I'm like, you should, this morning I was just like out for, you know, take, going to the park and like, can I just stop and pet your dog? (laughs) So I am, New York City has tons of dogs. I stop and, I stop and, you know, dog pet a lot more than I used to. And then I really enjoy my sessions now. I really enjoy just getting a face full of dog kisses and getting down on the floor and playing. And I, I, I really do. I enjoy it so much. Not necessarily more, but it is special now to have that dog time. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so do you have any any projects coming up that you really want to talk about or share with everyone? Well, nothing specific. This fall, fall is always really fun because fall is, as a photographer, my most busy time. So I have some, some stories coming up that are going to be really special. Um, one in particular about a um, a woman who loves to foster and has um, a she she has a constant rotation of puppies through her um, through her house. So moms who who are um, abandoned because they're pregnant. So Aww. that that story is coming up, which I'm really excited about. And then just a lot of fun New York City um, life and day in the life type sessions, which I'm really excited about. So That's and then awesome. the marathon is the biggest right. upcoming upcoming right. event. <laughs> yeah, you better start running. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> In fact, I need to go now. Need to go yeah. Now. <laughs> well, on that note, um, tell everyone where they can find you online so they can find these stories and look in your amazing archives and everything. Thank you. Sure. So I, the website is realhappydogs.com. Oh, and I see you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lucy. She's ready to go out. <laughs> <laughs> Making an appearance. Oh, look at that tail. <laughs> and then, um, my, what I usually, what I use the most is Instagram. So real happy dogs, all one word on Instagram is where you'll find most of the updates and stories and things like that. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us on the Wear Wag Repeat podcast. Um, And it's been nice. Yeah, everyone can look in the show notes and find links to everything and support Mila in the marathon and all sorts of good stuff. So thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes for this episode at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, Lucy and I will see you around the dog park.